0: Monday, June 13th, 2016.
1: In Lyon, France, the football teams of Belgium and Italy face off in the preliminary round of the European Championship. At the same time, a podcaster from Belgium talks to a translator and writer from Italy. My guest on this episode, Eugenia Durante.
0: I'm not into football that match, actually. But I hope that Italy won't score when we are talking, so otherwise you're going to hear some scream from the outside.
1: Italy defeated Belgium in the end and would go on all the way until the Euro finals, but eventually lost to Portugal. But back to my guest, Eugenia. She's from Genova,
0: That's a lovely city, but unfortunately there's not much stuff going on. I'm into concerts and music and uh, there aren't many there, so (laughs) I had to move.
1: (laughs) But before she ventured out into the world, Eugenia went to school in Genoa and took a particular interest in Latin and ancient Greek.
0: Which is uh, not So weird for Italians, there's this type of high school I attended, which is called uh, Liceo Classico, where you get to study ancient Greek and Latin and translate from ancient Greek and Latin into Italian. Actually, I hated translating from Greek into Italian, but it was my fault because uh, yeah, (laughs) I hadn't studied uh, Greek grammar very well. So I was struggling a lot, but I enjoyed the process and I enjoyed very much uh, English. I was very lucky because I had a great English teacher. She spoke a lot in class, which is something that um, in Italy it's not so common. And I think that that's one of the reasons why Italians don't speak English that well in general, because you, you, you get to study a lot of grammar, but you don't get to practice at all. Yeah, I, I fell in love with English and I decided to try and make a living from it. <laughs> and um, and so when, when I said uh, I want to study languages, but in a more practical way, uh, she supported me and she told me that there was this uh, interpreting and translation school in Milan. And so uh, I took my high school diploma and then I moved to Milan in one month and then I started to... Attend classes, and I mean, you know, I graduated in three years.
1: Eugenia could have become a language teacher, maybe, just like her mum, who teaches at an international school, or she could have done something else entirely.
0: I, at first, I thought I wanted to be a ballet dancer, but then I realized I am really the worst dancer. In the world so I changed my plans <laughs>
1: okay so no Swan Lake but what about writing
0: that started uh, when I was at, at university actually uh, and it was by chance I mean I always liked writing when I was a kid uh, I used to say that I wanted to be a writer I read a lot of books and yeah when I was at college um, I, I met a guy who was working as an editor for Rolling Stone magazine. And at the same time, uh, something happened in my hometown. Angeli del Fango sono i volontari che a Genova non hanno paura di sporcarsi
1: le mani di lavorare tutto il giorno per far rinascere la città ferita dalla violenta
0: alluvione che ha devastato case, strade e veicoli. They had a huge flood
1: ho fatto un sopralluogo ieri per lavoro e avevo visto la zona e ho detto non posso convenire in qualche modo
0: nel then a lot of uh, young people started to help uh, like for example shop owners to get rid of the mud and it was a, a big thing because there was a, like a networking they were on social networks they were on tv they were called the angels of mud at fango I met this guy from Rolling Stone and I asked him if they were interested in having like a report of of this the, this event. And I went there with the, my boyfriend of the time, was a photographer. And so we did a full report, interviewing people, um, doing this m- sort of mud tour. The editor was very happy with it. And he asked me if I wanted to actually write for the magazine, for the, the website,
1: and Eugenia's second passion after translation, writing, eventually led her to London.
0: The first time I went to London, I think it was, I was uh, seven years old and I fell in love with the city. I was always dreaming about moving there. After graduating in translation and interpreting, I wanted to do something different to focus more on writing. And I found this um, course, uh, it was a six-month postgraduate course on journalism at the London School of Journalism and they said okay come over (laughs) and I went. (laughs) By that time I also applied for an internship in London at a magazine which is called IQ Magazine. Uh, It's a B2B magazine uh, for the music industry. I landed in London on the 8th of January And the following day I had um, an interview with the editor and he said, "Okay, (laughs) you can start. Yeah, and then I I did like uh, four months of uh, internship with them and then I started working full time.
1: But a big city like London can take its toll.
0: I got to a point where I was uh, really tired of uh, the rhythm of the city. Mm, London can be really tough. Um it's a very expensive city. Uh it's very demanding and also uh, I missed my my family, my friends. I realized that uh although I, I enjoyed the the job itself, I wanted to be more independent. Um I was doing some uh proofreading every now and then uh when I was working full time. But yeah, I I missed the process. I missed uh, the Creativity involved in translation. I enjoy bo- both things. I enjoy journalism and translating. So uh, being a freelancer with my own business, my own uh, timetable, my own schedule, allows me to, to enjoy both things.
1: So Eugenia came back to her native Italy as a freelance translator, which can be tough sometimes.
0: I find myself uh, being asked weird questions like, oh, so you translate, and what's your real job?
1: Hello, translation is a real job, and it can come with very interesting specializations.
0: Uh, as a translator, I'm specialized in marketing, uh, forex trading, uh, audiovisual and editorial, uh, while in in as a writer, I am specialized in music, music business, and uh, pop culture
1: wait, we'll get to the music stuff in a minute, but first, we have to talk about forex trading
0: yeah, and that started completely by chance <laughs> actually because um i was I applied for a job uh which was in marketing, and then their uh proofreader got sick and they had and they had this um long a document about forex trading and they asked me if i could do it but i, I completely I, I did i didn't know anything about it so i started for like two days <laughs> to, to, to be able to and i hate uh, mathematics and economics but i really enjoyed that
1: just a quick info forex stands for foreign exchange It's a big market for the trading of currencies, so buying, selling, exchanging currencies at current or determined prices. And in terms of simple volume, it's by far the biggest market in the world. I'll put a link to the Wikipedia page in the show notes so you can read more about this.
0: It's interesting to understand how it works because it's all about like binary options and this kind of stuff are really fascinating to me. Okay
1: enough with the money already. Let's talk about something even more interesting. Music. You've heard that Eugenia also writes about music. And this spring, she attended one of the biggest music events worldwide, South by Southwest. SXSW, or just South by, is an annual conference slash festival. Well, several, actually. There's a film festival, a music festival, and a festival for interactive media and technology where, by the way, companies like Twitter and Foursquare had their big breakthrough.
0: I mean, it's a huge trip from Bologna to Austin. It took like 14 hours. (laughs) It was exhausting. (laughs) Yeah, and it was also my first time in the States.
1: That must have been quite a first-time experience.
0: In a way, it was exactly how how I thought it would be. Um... In Italy, we we look we watch a lot of uh, American movies, and and it was a bit like a movie. So <laughs> it was strange because sometimes I, I wasn't down the streets and I felt like I, I knew a place or I knew a situation was very familiar to me. It was an amazing experience. Um, not much for the music, indeed, because I was a bit disappointed on that point but the, the festival is great, the organization is huge and also the panels and the keynotes were very interesting. I was there for a magazine I write in, in Italy and I went there with my boyfriend who's also a journalist and so yeah we decided to, to go for this adventure. The whole city is a stage, so there are basically concerts everywhere in small pubs, in huge theatres, in the convention centre. There are thousands and thousands of bands. It's it's breathtaking, and so we had we had some issues deciding what to go and see and what to leave aside, because it was literally impossible to see half of the program. But then when we got there, we were we realized that we really needed to download the app, which is great because it shows what's going on at the moment. Uh, And so it it saves your life, basically. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But it's also a very green city. Uh, I didn't expect it from Texas (laughs) because I thought it was all about desert and (laughs) and this kind of stuff, but it's really green. It's very eco-friendly. And also the the people there are really um, chilled out. They're very welcoming. People were like um, making friends with each other uh, when we were queuing for concerts. So we, we got to know a lot of people. Iggy Pop. Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> and also, we went to see Cypress Hill. And, uh, yeah, it was amazing. I saw one of the keynotes I was uh, waiting for was uh, the one from Tony Visconti which was the historical, David Bowie's producer, who basically did a speech about the music industry and the situation of, uh, for example, uh, like the recording process, how young artists can make it now. Alejandro Escovedo here, and I've worked at Jim Eno's studio. And I consider Ray Benson a great fan, uh, friend. So it's really, really great to be here again. But as a keynote speaker, I'm terrified. I <laughs> don't know what to say. Oh yeah, I do actually. Um. And there were also like um, the No NoFX band talking. Then they had Mark Mothersband from Devo. Another very interesting panel was um, featuring the main uh, visual collaborators of David Bowie. So they were basically explaining how his latest album and last album uh, came out.
1: Best part of South by Southwest?
0: Hip hop was amazing, yeah. I didn't expect it because, I mean, he's 70, almost 70. Uh, but yeah, it's unbelievable. I mean,
1: and what was not so great?:
0: One thing that left me a bit um, upset, perhaps, was that I was expecting to see more new bands doing like original stuff or particular sounds. I wanted just to hear something new. I couldn't find somebody was really uh, something new, you know. I saw some Italian acts, and for, for example there's a band which is called Birth, um, they are very young, I, the, the, the singer, she's 19, so she's super young, and, um, and they're great, uh, they did a great uh, showcase, uh, and so I, when I went back to Italy I looked for them and I went to see them, so it was it was good to find an Italian band you enjoy in Austin. I saw, yeah, I saw a lot of stuff actually. I saw some interesting Dutch bands. Uh, I think it w- one, of the, one of them was a band called Po. And um, they were nice, they were doing like psychedelic stuff. And uh, I also saw Bombino, which is great. And they're a band from Mali doing like um, desert and jazz and blues stuff. It's, they've got a good vibes and they're great.
1: So here's the big question. Would you do it again?
0: I would do it again if it was perhaps a little bit closer to here. Um, Otherwise, I think we have uh, great festivals in in Europe as well. For example, the Primavera Festival is great in Spain.
1: I also asked Eugenia if she ever dreamt of attending a music festival on a stage, as an actual artist.
0: I played the piano when I was a kid. Um, I played it for uh, eight years. Uh, I also play a bit of guitar. I I enjoy music, but I'm not a musician. I can't say I'm a musician, actually.
1: Finally, Eugenia's next project involves both a festival and translation.
0: I also work as a subtitler. And there's a um, festival here in Bologna taking place in November, which is called Gender Bender.
1: What you can hear there is a performance from last year's Gender Bender Festival, a gay choir in a supermarket.
0: Uh, It's about gender issues, um, human rights, and this kind of thing. And they have a huge um, cinematographic area. Uh, They've got a lot of movies, and I work as a subtitler for them. This is uh, a bit different because you're hidden, you're not like in the spotlight. Yeah. (laughs) There's a cinema, and there's the movie going on. And I am in a little like, uh, booth um, working with a computer and a keyboard and what I write is projected in, uh, below the, the screen.
1: Now, if you want to know more about what Eugenia is up to right now, you can find her online.
0: I've got a website, which is www.eugeniadurante.com and then I've got a Twitter profile which is Eugenia Durante, so uh, easy. And I'm also on LinkedIn.
1: Grazie, Eugenia. This has been episode 25 of the LangFM podcast. You can find it online at www.langefm.audio, on iTunes and everywhere else in the company of all the great shows. If you've enjoyed listening, please leave a review, a star, a heart, or any other sign of podcast appreciation. And subscribe if you haven't yet, so you don't miss future episodes. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.